You're listening to Barely on Topic with B.A. The biggest fraud of all is coming up. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. A puck goes over the glass. Every stupid player on the ice puts their hand up. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. topic this mini episode which is going to be i don't know 25a we'll call it um we're in the playoffs and i gotta tell you guys i have playoff fever i really do i I had to come home from my drawing class on thursday because i could not sit and draw i had to go home and watch a playoff game so today we are joined by a very like it's like it's ultra Full. It's an ultra mega full cast today. We have Jeff, Nick, Tim, Anthony, and special guest Ben. Yay. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yippee! For I the know, listeners, he waved first. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what's really great on audio podcasts? Waving. Waving, thumbs up, <laughs> nodding. They all work great. <laughs> flashing <laughs> all that stuff it works so well on audio so anyway um you know i just want to start off with one thing and i didn't even tell anthony about this but i'm gonna just tell him right now uh i feel really bad about the fact that we never got to your criticism of the nbc sn bbq oh my god whatever podcast uh, not podcast broadcasts of of games last week so if you want to have your little mini rant right now as long as it's small you can do that sure and it's kind of topical because we just watched a game on nbc um my biggest problem with the nbc crew is when pierre mcguire does this whole like this player's from blah 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 junior league blah 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 he the way he says it It doesn't sound like he's telling you because it's informative information and something you go, oh, that's neat. It sounds like he's telling you because it's like, look at what I know. I'm the smartest guy in the room. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. He never put adds any insight into what that has to do with who the player is now, which is what would make it actually interesting. Yeah. He just regurgitated Wikipedia on his phone. (laughs) (laughs) What really got me the other night was, I mean, especially last night. Well, I, okay, I've been watching the Chicago Preds uh, series because the Preds are my boyfriend team, as we, as Jeff and I determined last um, Sunday after the podcast. So um, I've been watching that series, and Pierre finally last night decided, oh, I should probably talk about this other team that's playing against the Blackhawks, and they're winning. <laughs> um, the one that's actually scoring goals? <laughs> yes, yes. So... I know that Ben wanted to revel in this a little bit. Can we revel, or maybe everybody wanted to revel in the fact that the Blackhawks have not scored a single goal so far in the two games of the playoffs. Can we all cheer? Yay! Yes. The Blackhawks are still looking for one goal. goal. (laughs) Cue the Beavis, we're never going to score, Rant. Ah, oh, it's delicious, I gotta tell you. It is so, so wonderful. 
do yourselves a favor, watch that series. And then yell, shut up here at the TV, uh, because that helps. So we're not here to talk about that necessarily, though. I mean, it is part of the playoffs, and I have playoff fever, um, as I'm hoping that other people do. I didn't even ask you guys. One quick what? Anthony there. That news on Friday that NBC's um, NBC um, hockey ratings are tanking. It's because good. they're all awful. <laughs> yes. That's all. It's because they're awful. Uh, yeah. quick, note on, a quick note on the Calgary-Anaheim series. Calgary still has not won a game in Anaheim in 11 years. Yay! Wow. wow. I mean, the Ducks aren't a very likable team, but that's still kind of funny. It's 0-29, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Can we blame Dougie? Well, no, because he was like 12. He was like, like, like three years old when they started that run. I don't know. Citation you need. He's dumb as shit. <laughs> dumb as fucking shit. He's got brains for shit. Shit. <laughs> fucking shit. End quote. Sorry. <laughs> That's almost a direct quote from the Calgary broadcast team. Um, why would you say sorry? I've said far worse things on this podcast. I said things I had to cut out last week because I felt bad about them <laughs> after I said them. <laughs> You've blamed an entire country before. <laughs> oh, God. That was still not as bad as some things I said last week. <laughs> I was really, really worked up. Um, anyway, it's good to know that I have a line for myself. So, but anyway, I think we should just blame Dougie anyway, because, um, I, I hate him and we have the premier Dougie hater here. It's enjoyable to watch him hate Dougie. So I got my whole section booing him when they were in town. See, that's the person you got to boo. That's the person right there. Why exactly? Uh, okay. Why do I hate Dougie? Because he wanted out yeah. of town. Oh, okay. Technically, we Fair don't enough. know that for sure, but yeah, really, he did. Okay. <laughs> you know what? This is the narrative that I choose to um, to want to... I to... thought we were anti-narrative here. <laughs> this is my no, narrative. Just... You don't have to follow it. <laughs> my narrative, narrative is that Adam McQuaid got a girlfriend and Dougie got kicked out of the uh, apartment and then Dougie decided he didn't want to play here anymore. Then his brother, he took his brother away from the, the Worcester Sharks because they were moving anyway and they had to be in the same franchise. Oh, yeah! you just made that up as you said it. That was kind of impressive, though, in that case. Nice ad-libbing. <laughs> no! This is like all this stuff and, and then, but primarily, yes, Okay, pri the primary narrative is he wanted out of town, and we don't exactly know why. But I, there are all these pieces that add up together. Put it together. Okay, Dougie sucks. We're gonna move on. We're gonna I talk have about one question though. With this oh, narrative, okay. do you have a room dedicated in your house with newspaper clippings and string and pins set up to make this happen? Not yet. My sister is threatening to buy me a Dougie jersey, at which point I will make a voodoo doll. <laughs> I at this point, yeah, you, I wish she'd give it you her Dougie jersey instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it was great. I, I rolled it up and I threw it at him and I said, take it or I'm going to burn it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The Bruins started sucking the minute I bought that thing. 
honestly, uh, every game I've watched while wearing it has been a Bruins win. Um, so even when they were really awful in January. So good for you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Dougie. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we've already gotten off track, as yep. I didn't plan to do. But anyway, okay, so we're going to focus back on the Bruins and go talk about current players and current situations because they're in the playoffs. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. They're in the playoffs again. Um, and they've played two games so far as of this recording on Sunday, April 16th, 2017. Uh, yeah, so they played two games on uh, Wednesday and on Saturday. That was yesterday. Oh, my God. It seems like so long ago. Um, so I just wanted to start out with how you think things are going in the first two games so far. And if there's anything that you can think of that stuck out. Um, let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to start with Jeff. Go to Nick, then Ben, then Anthony and Tim. I'm doing clock uh, counterclockwise. No, clockwise on my my screen. So, uh, Jeff. Okay, so I think what sort of dictated almost everything that's happened in the series so far has been the fact that our defensemen seem to be playing ten little Indians. Um, <laughs> seeing as uh, you know, we of course started off short Krug and Carlo, and have since lost Chiller and now McQuaid. Um, the ranks are getting thin. Joe Morrow had to play, and unless and unless someone comes back tomorrow, we're looking at Tommy Cross or or, or, or Matt Grizzlick. We're getting pretty far down the depth chart here, people. On the flip side, it's also meant the debut of Charlie McAvoy, who has been um, good. Charlie has been good. He's been being big the coaches trust him big time, which is impressive. And incidentally, while it isn't related to a defenseman going down, of course, um, the final outcome for game two did directly relate to a dog to a dog puck over glass penalty by Chara during the penalty penalty kill of which um, Lurch scored the, the overtime game winning goal. So, yeah, thus far, the defense seems to be the entire story here. I think if we were mm. playing a better team than Ottawa, things would be ugly. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I hit on other things I wanted to talk about, but well, why yes, not? But those were the things to say here, though. What else is there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when it's my turn. Oh, how about oh. that? Oh, <laughs> a challenge. Um, yeah, so it didn't help that McQuaid went down in game yesterday, so the defense was spread a little thin, for sure. Even thinner than it, it should be. Um, Nick? I think the Provostin Bruins have been playing fantastic. Unfortunately, I want to see the Boston Bruins play rather than this weird mixture of spare parts we've been forced to throw out there. Um, I actually think the defense has been playing well and clearing the net, which um, is always good. Um, I think the team defense has been poor um, along the blue, uh, I guess, guarding the blue line. Um, the defenders have just been having their way up there passing around. Of course, when you have Carlson, that's going to happen. But overall, I, I got I considering everything. I really can't complain. And uh, and rant. Short and sweet. All right, Ben. 
if you told me going into the series that we would be missing six players, but we would still split the first two games on the road one and one, I'd be thrilled. So right now I'm thrilled. Uh, it's unfortunate we coughed up a lead late in you know game two, but given the circumstances, I'll take it. Uh, as for Charlie McAvoy, uh, I really like his vision. Like he has poison, he has vision, his ability to get cross ice passes through and connect on them uh, really fits with Cassidy's scheme, and I'm glad to see it. Yeah, I think Cassidy likes having him in there, and, and how could you not like someone who's like, I just really love to play hockey. Yep. I mean, that's his whole attitude. And uh, I did hear Milbury. I just want to, before I go to Anthony, I just want to say I heard Milbury yesterday, and I'm sure that other people did too, say something about how he didn't want McAvoy to to um, get too comfortable. Like, well, wow, that first game was really easy for me. So it's like, shut up, Milbury. Just let him do his job. Sorry. I mean, shut up, Melbury is just sort of be, should be the automatic response regardless of the wisdom of what he actually says because no one actually wants to listen to him talk. I True. know, but, he, you know, Melbury mm-hmm. every once in a while will go like, hey, look at these defensive schemes. And it's like, oh, I feel like I'm learning something because, you know, I always like to learn a little bit more about defense. But anyway, shut up, Melbury. Okay, Anthony. I hate to delay a game penalty. <laughs> I hate it so, so so much. <laughs> I needed to Do you want to divorce it? No, I wanted to die. Wow. Death. Not pleasant. Like <laughs> falling onto a pit of Legos. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think a big part of the reason the series is 1-1 and not 0-2 is Tuka Rask. He was phenomenal in game one. But then in game two, you could say that second goal was soft. But when you're playing with four NHL defensemen, you know was the second one the wide was the second one the Weidman one or the Broussard one? Weidman. Okay, yeah. That one was kind of soft. Everyone else deserved it. Was was good for Ottawa. That was a hell of a pass by Carlson. Well, that everyone you know covering Carlson and forgetting that Broussard was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I almost wish they they had been there so he could have pointed him out. Cover Broussard! He's open! I don't know his number, I'm sorry. I don't care that much open. to know. But yeah, Tukarask was terrific in Game 1, and he was pretty good in Game 2 from what I saw from tweets and stuff, but other than a softy, it's, you know, it's not like... I really hate the Tukarask campaign Big Gabe's narrative. I want that to die more than I want the delay of Game 2. Because Tukarask can play in big games, and he can win big games. So keep on doing Tuke stuff, Tuka. <laughs> we should win this series in six. Ooh, that's right. You didn't have a prediction on Wednesday. Ooh, I second that. And I have the... I actually have proof that I can... I said that before the series, so... I agree. Uh, oh, you did a bracket? I was, uh, if I, I recall, did. that was my bet, so... Yeah! yeah. <laughs> my prediction's still... looking kind of bad. It's okay, Ben... Some of us have to go against the stream to make things work. I know what that feels like. Yep. So, it's okay. Um, Tim. Uh, yeah. Um, I, honestly, it stinks that they've had all the, uh, 
all of the different injuries to the defense. I think Charlie McAvoy's played really well, and I'm really happy that he has. Um, I've stated um, on the tweet machines that he is next to my heart with Zane. So he has got a some big shoes to fill with um, that because we know how much I loved Sveti in the past. <laughs> and um, honestly, when you when you start out a playoff series on the road, the goal is to get at least 1-1. So that way you can win at home. And they've done that. So, I mean, overall, I think that's pretty successful. Yeah, I said to Pez on Twitter, um, I think it was Wednesday, but it was before our show, so I didn't want to reveal too much. I just said, I think if the Bruins can win a game in uh, in Ottawa, they'll take the series. So, yeah. I don't really have anywhere else to go with that. It but anyway. Like it does help that Ottawa is um, not a particularly hostile uh, arena to the visitors. Um. They tend to get pretty easily swamped by um, uh, visiting fans. The one Bruins Bruins ends game I went there was um, actually about sixty percent black and gold um, over red in the uh, crowd. So, so what you're saying is that it helps. They they have um, I would argue the Sens have the least home ice advantage of any team. That's what I'm saying. So making good use of that fact is critical. <laughs> Mm. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Um, okay. So we pretty much hit on McAvoy. We've talked. Uh, did we haven't really gone in depth on the injuries? Uh, we kind of talked about them. Uh, so we have injuries to lots of defensemen. All of the defensemen, it seems like. Um, let's see. Krug, Carlo. Mc, uh, I'm sorry, Chiller, and McQuaid now. Um, I have no That's idea what's going on with McQueen. Uh, well, he's not defense. I, I just said defenseman. Uh, but the forwards, forwards, Krejci and Chari. Woo! We got it all out. Um, I heard something today about how Achari could be close to, to coming back and that yeah, Carlo's skating again. Yeah, so, Car- so Achari sk- skated with a contact jersey, and it sounds like he'll play tomorrow. Krejci didn't skate. Krug didn't skate. Carlo mm-hmm. and Chiller both skated. Carlo's not likely to play tomorrow. Chiller's still a maybe. Mm-hmm. McQuaid didn't play. McQuaid, McQuaid didn't skate. Hmm. Okay. So we have to hope that Chiller's going to be back in the lineup for tomorrow, for sure. Yeah, because otherwise they're either making a call-up or playing Tommy Cross. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really fond on that one. Yeah, Tom Cross is a not an NHL defenseman. Um, full full stop. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, okay, defensive was well, the aside. one time Cross was called up. He wasn't great, but he acquitted himself well. He was competent. Yes, yep. but the problem is, is um, because we're so far down the food chain, even with him in the third pair. You're looking at a third pair that's like going to be like him and Moro or something stupid like that, right. or one of the, or one of them is playing on second pairing because they're both left shots, right? Um. So yeah, see, because that's the problem right now is unless Chiller can play tomorrow, we're looking at a defense that'll be um, Chara, McAvoy, Lyles, uh, Kevin Miller, uh, Moro, and uh, Cross. 
Yeah. This is um, that's so that's two guys that played during the regular season, um, with regularity. Plus, you know, I guess John Michael Lyles and, and Joe Morrow. Oh my God! Um, yeah, you know what? I don't want to think any more on that at all. Like, I, I, I think that, I mean, we can all talk about it, and that's fine, and and uh, we can go round round on this. Um, but I do want to. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just really, really depressed now. <laughs> yeah, your depression makes me laugh. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's just basic stuff. I mean, uh, let's talk about uh, Krejci. I think Krejci's a, a really interesting subject right now. Uh, Krejci obviously missed the first two games with a and what is being deemed an upper body injury. And he had been in warm-ups for game one, but then he was a no-go. Um, he hasn't why don't we go, since. Right. Why don't we go around uh, on this one, starting with Jeff, Nick, Ben, Anthony, and Tim. So what do you think about that? And like, and what does it mean if, let's say the Bruins do well without Krejci. What does that mean for Krejci, I guess, future-wise? I mean, I know he has a no-trade, no-movement, whatever, but... Let's just talk about that in general terms. With the exception of Stafford's goal yesterday, the second line has been a non-entity without Krejci. Spooner is continuing mm. the general futility that a lot of the season has been. And playing a second-line center is not improving that, even with better, with better line mates. So I, if, they go, if we get through the season without Krejci, it will be in spite of his absence. Certainly not because of it. Okay. And it will still benefit from getting him back. So I... Uh, I think we need to really resist any temptation whatsoever to generate a narrative there because, like, like Spooner, this looks fucking lost out there trying to play up uh, up a line, which is weird because last year when he played up a line for a while, he looked decent. I think okay. part of it is coaches don't trust him whatsoever, fucking ever. And Krejci, and, and it's really revealing how much defensive responsibility was expected of Krejci. So, so, so basically Ryan Spooner is not making a good case for himself. Correct. If, at least in that respect. All right. My turn? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's basically digging, you know, so. Well, I, I could say this at the conclusion of the season. I have I, I want to sing a song, actually, for uh, for Spooner, which will tie into to Krejci. Na, 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 hey, hey, oh, goodbye, because it is, it is frightening to me how uh, how much we miss Krejci. Because all, I mean, I've been shitting on him all year, and man, I'm now eating my own shit, and I don't like that one bit. Uh, so if we make it without Krejci, it's because of a miracle, perhaps, and, or maybe um, Spooner hears my song and corrects himself. But Let's I mean, hope that's how, that's what happens. Yeah, because I'm I am tired of eating <laughs> my own shit here. It's disgusting. It's got poop. It's also, also it's also healthy. having ripple effects too, right? Yeah. The the, the current time the line that's skating with fourth line minutes right now is, is was yesterday was it Bolesky, um Curly, um, Vitrano, Curly Vitrano. It just it just wasn't Vitrano had a bad game and the others were just non entities. Yep. So it's oh, yeah. so basically yep. with these two games we are skating with two fucking lines. 
Yes. And one of them is the is the is, is the Nashmore Schaller line, which has been delightful, but it is not one of the lines you want when you're only skating with two lines. <laughs> no, you want the top two lines. You want them to be doing all this stuff. <laughs> I can't believe that we have to keep telling them how to do their jobs. I would think by now they would know. <laughs> uh, ben. Pasternak can produce without Krejci, and he's shown it. So I'm not too worried in that respect, but it's that two-way play of Krejci where uh, you, know, you get a two-goal lead. Yeah, you want to keep you know, producing on offense, but if you can shut down the other team at that point, then great. We weren't able to do that, and I think – having a line with Spooner on the ice instead of a line with Krejci on the ice. It's a big reason. Mm. So short and sweet there. That was very short and sweet. I, I'll be honest with you guys. I keep forgetting that Spooner exists because like I'm watching the game and everything and trying to do stuff. And I'm just like, I just keep forgetting about Spooner. I'm like, somebody's taking up the crazy spot, but I don't know who it is. The future of Ryan <laughs> Spooner is an, is an episode unto itself for after Whenever the end of season actually happens, I think. Um, Don't jinx it. There's a lot to unpack there. That's why I was very vague. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Right. Anthony. What, first of all, what happened to Krejci? Like, I don't remember any instance in the last game of the season for him to even get hurt. It's not like he stopped playing that game. It was, was, uh, I think, during practice early last week, something went funny. Hmm. Like Monday-ish, I think. Well, that sucks, like majorly. Um, but I think this is time, you know, uh, maybe this is shiny new toy effect, but I'd like to see JFK in the lineup. If he is as good as of a two-way player as people say he is, you know, maybe if it's just a, a half or maybe even two-thirds crazy, that will help tremendously because Spooner is not good in the defensive zone. So I don't know if you can just roll him out as a 3C or on the third line just to take the draw, get out of the zone, hop him off the ice to put Spooner on quickly like we've seen in the past with Bergeron taking face-offs. I would agree with you to start playing JFK instead of uh, Corrali, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was in the practice lines the day before. I don't understand. I was fully expecting him to be in the game yesterday. Me too. I, I yeah. Is that um, Crowley, Crowley doesn't bring enough offense to justify having him in the lineup the paired paired with two guys who are supposed to score and it, yeah, emphasis on supposed to with Bileski and Vitrano. Um, so yeah. <laughs> is he even solid enough defensively to warrant him being out there, or is he just a grinded out guy? That line's been kind of a disaster. Um, so yeah. yeah, it needs retooling in the off season, which we're not at. We are in the playoffs now. Trying to just keep it straight. Yeah. Looking at game three. That's it. Woo! Game three. Um, Tim. <laughs> Tim, you've got no audio right now. I'm really annoyed how much we uh, miss uh, Trigy. It's pretty, uh, it's, it's just one of those things where I thought we'd be fine without him. I really did. And I don't think we're going to be, so we need to keep him and we need him healthy. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. I'm just annoyed with him, to be honest. 
well, um, all right. Uh, you know, you know, what's really funny is that I had all these questions or all these these ideas about what we we're going to talk about, and I think that we pretty much talked about most of them. Oh, except for beating the trap. Uh, but but basically, in our in all of our, our little goes around uh, go arounds, we've talked about Charlie McAvoy, the defensive injuries, the youth, and how they're playing. Essentially, um, basically, we're calling in all the reinforcements who can actually do things. And uh, yeah, so why don't we just talk about how uh, how the Bruins are doing against that dreaded trap? And then um, I want to go into. Um, um, if Jeff is available for it, uh, to see if he can do a sexually sexy schedule reading because we missed that last time. So we'll do, you know what? I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to start with Nick this time and go around, um, to, yeah. So Nick, Ben, Anthony, Tim, and Jeff. Um, the, the Bruins are doing just fine against the trap. I and mean, we, we, we won one game and scored three goals against the other, uh, uh, and the other game that in which we lost, so doing just fine, surprisingly. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, it seemed to, yeah. seemed to be the thing that we couldn't do during the the year. I mean, we couldn't beat them at all. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Oop, sorry, uh, Ben. The Senators are missing some players as well. As much as we're injured, they're injured too, so they don't have their best possible roster. So it's harder for them to set up a trap in the first place. Uh, okay. At the same time, uh, we're still not doing those stretch passes and flip plays out of our own end. Like we were doing, it's, you're seeing more short passes out of our own end, more carried exits out of our end that are working. And so like uh, players like Martian can help out there. Uh, we're also doing smarter dump ins. So one way to beat the trap is to, uh, just get chip that puck in as deep as you can and make their defenseman go backwards. So we're seeing a bit more of that. I'm sorry. I got to add one thing to that too. Um, typically when uh, Boucher has the trap, he's been blessed with goalies who have superb puck handling skills. Anderson's no slouch, but he's not what he, what he had, uh, what, but he's not like a goalie he had uh, that Boucher had in, in Tampa. So that helps us out some too. That was like well, a forty-three-year-old. That was like a forty-three-year-old Wayne Dwayne Rollison at the time, if I recall right. And <laughs> some guy named Mike Smith. I forget. Mike Smith, I think, was gone before the year we faced them faced the trap in the playoffs, though. No, he was there. He he started a few games in the okay. finals. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want you guys to continue this argument somewhere Sorry. else. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Anthony, I'm seeing a lot of speed through the neutral zone too. That first pass Ben was talking about being a short one, just something to get you to the blue line and you're hitting it in stride, as opposed to just trying to force your way to the to the attacking blue line. That's helping tremendously. It's putting Ottawa on their heels, and if you can get them either running or forcing them to turn, it's you're going to beat the trap. But you have to you have to skate into it to get through it as opposed to trying to just push the puck through it. Cause that's, that's, that'll bottle you up. All right. Tim, do you have anything to add? Yeah. They're, um, they're doing surprisingly well against it. Um, especially with crew being out. Uh, I'm caught 
cautiously optimistic going forward mm-hmm. about it because I wasn't so sure how it would be. Mm. I don't think anybody anybody was really. And finally, Joe, did you have honestly, anything else? Honestly, the one three one was always um, a paper tiger in my opinion. It worked in eleven in ten eleven and eleven twelve because the league was much slower then. The league has sped up, and it is not that effective now. To be perfectly frank, that is why that part of why that team had a negative goal differential during the regular season. It is not a difficult defensive strategy to meet to, to break as long as you're skating the puck in, which is what so, we're seeing. So Boucher was out of the out of the NHL for a while. Where was he coaching for a while? Switzerland, uh, HC yeah, Davos, okay. I think. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a disadvantage for him um, continuing on in the series? Potential. I mean, his assistant also was coaching in Switzerland then, Mark Crawford. Um, Mark Crawford being the dinosaur of all dinosaurs for uh, coaching. He was the coach that, of course, uh, assigned Todd Bertuzzi to assassinate Steve Moore back in 2003. So, <laughs> hmm. That explains why I thought I saw Mark Crawford on the bench, because it was him. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's the head assistant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Senior assistant, I think, or whatever it yeah. is, yeah, or associate coach, one of those yeah. terms they give someone that's better than an assistant but not the head coach. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> mm. Okay. So anybody else have anything else to add? Uh, like a one-timer, as I like to call them. Quick thought. I have my little hockey stick here. Okay, quick thought. I want the Sens to put Chris Kelly in one of these two games in Boston. A, because that makes the Sens probably a softer target, and B, because I want to see Cage face on Boston ice again, just once. Okay. Why isn't Chris Kelly playing? He played in all 82 regular season games. Um, Because he's not one of their 12 best forwards at this point in his career. Fair enough. I think that's also why Chris... Has Chris Neal even been playing? I don't even know. No, no. no. The two, both of them played a ton during the regular season, and both are scratches now. So that's yeah. I mean, it's it's a nice thought, but Chris Kelly. Does anybody think that he's going to be on this year? No, I think it's it's a, he's he's looked done this season. Um, mm. On account of his legs being you know presumably held together with with with, with spit and scotch tape at this point. Bondo. He never got. He, he never got the. He never got those adamantium legs we were campaigning for. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. So Nick, anything quick you want to hit on? Ben, Tim, Anthony, anybody? Just. Um. Thank God the Bruins are in the playoffs. I wasn't ready to quit watching hockey. That's it. I actually really love hockey right now. Yeah. Like all season long, I've been like, Ugh. and then now it's like, I can't wait to watch hockey again. So yeah, I, I got a night off tonight, but tomorrow I got a double hitter. So Ben, anything? I have a soft spot for Tommy cross. Uh, I think he got a, a career off to a bad start with some ankle injuries uh, to start his career. Uh, good to see him uh, being a good trooper in Providence. I was thrilled for him when he got the call up. Uh, you know, to the NHL. Uh, if he gets to play a playoff game, I think, you know, good for him. I mean, it's not the best situation for us if he's playing, but, uh, you know, good on him if he gets to play. You're right. Excellent. He's been the definition of a good soldier because he's had multiple seasons he could have left. He was a UFA last summer. 
<laughs> he's captain of the team down in Providence. You know? So I think that's, that's something. He, he has a he has a self awareness there. I think a lot of players maybe don't. He knows what he is and is happy to be that. Yeah. That seems to be it. Maybe. <laughs> Anthony, Tim? I'm good. I just want to see, and it, I, you know, again, if it's this year, it's because it's of an unfortunate situation. I want to see a Grizzlet call up just so him and McAvoy can play again together <laughs> because just that will be fun. Yeah. I, um, I don't see a, an all-rookie pair, defensive pairing unless, all held, unless something truly awful happens tomorrow. Knock on wood. It just needs to be one shift. Just one. That's all I need. And then I'll want more, but that's irrelevant. Just need one shift. Okay. That sounds reasonable, but I think it would have to be more than one shift. Just one. I mean, more. You know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Yes, that would be fun. But uh, also, I want all of our defensemen back. All of the ones that played, like, all the games. Just bring them back. That's all. I don't know what we did to anger the hockey gods, but just bring them back. God damn it. Okay. Um, oh, so here's a fun fact. Uh, my recording cut out. So thank Nick for this recording. Yeah. We're right? Strong. Okay. We're strong. Woo! Okay, because I don't know what happened, but this stopped. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Jeff, do you have a um, a sexual, a sexual, sexy schedule thing for us? <laughs> he said sexual last week. <laughs> I was like, no, it's sexy. Oh, Go through the rest of the... Yeah. <laughs> Start again, sorry. Hello, listeners. It is playoffs. Sexy schedule reading. <laughs> we are bringing the Sanders home this week. Starting tomorrow night, that is Monday, seventeenth at seven PM Eastern at the Garden. (laughs) 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 And then just two days later, that's Wednesday the nineteenth, seven thirty PM Eastern time. We got game four. Oh, do we ever have Game four. (laughs) (laughs) I think Nick's dead (laughs) from laughter. Go on. Then Thursday, we're back up to Ottawa. For game five, they don't know when yet, even though we know there's a game. Friday. Let's see. Friday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got another show between now and then, so we'll we'll try again. We actually have a game time, I think. All right, so um, all right, so I, I think we kind of all established what our bare necessities were and whatever. Uh, although I don't think Nick was there, but 
you know. Nick's just drinking something, maybe. Uh, I've been drunk for a week it. and a half. <laughs> Nick will be there on dialysis. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if we need to add all that stuff. I mean, you can if you want, but, you know, um, I, I think if we're all set, uh, we can uh, just say, I, I'm not going to give all the information either. If you haven't figured it out by now, too bad. Yeah, they haven't so figured it out by now, fuck off. How about that? How about that? Word. Don't fuck off. If you're listening now, keep listening. Please. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that was the most off the rails we've gone again. Can we, can we try that again? Yeah. Tim. Word? Okay, I was gonna say, everybody, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> and we're done. Uh, 